Clough. I am in Southern California. I uh, am out in San Bernardino. Um, I started right there in the local OA Skibby Rooms in May of 2013. Um, so I came to program when I was 39. I am 47 now, almost going to be 48. And the rooms have changed my life. So I want to just say what I was like. Um, I feel like I'm a, I was a compulsive eater from, from a kid. Um, I learned early on I was different than everyone else. And, um, you know, I remember the, um, you know, just being on the elementary playground and not having anyone to eat with. Um, and, you know, my kids now, they had a buddy bench in elementary. And I'm like, where was the buddy bench when I was a kid? But, you know, just kind of a lonely life. Um, my parents were divorced. We went to my dad on the weekends. And, um, I mean, now everyone's divorced. But at that time when I grew up, they just weren't. And they, and they weren't where I grew up, up in the Bay Area. Um, so I stuck out there too. So I just, anything I, I was just, you know, my mom didn't have a TV at the house. Like and I, now I have teens. I'm ready to throw that out the window. But at the time, you know, everything just made me just different and less than. And um, so food, I, I found food early on. It was my friend. It was my comfort. Um, and most of my childhood memories, I can't remember where we went or what we did, but I remember what we ate. And, um, you know, I was, I was bigger than the other kids in my class. Um, I, I, I saw one picture of a team and, um, I, you know, I looked like the coach. I was like as tall and as big as the coach. And I played sports growing up, basketball and softball. I wasn't good at basketball because you had to run a lot. Softball is pretty like sedentary unless you're running the bases. So I could do softball, but, um, I remember growing up in, in basketball, the, the bigger you are, the bigger your number was on the shirt. So I laugh now and my daughter, who's a teenager, gets to just pick her number. I'm like, oh my God, like on the teams, I was like 30 because that was like as big as the shirt went. So I was like, you know, I, I was scarred by everything. Um, I'm doing some other 12 step work now because my sponsor says, when you put the food down, you see what you were really eating about. So I have three years of abstinence. So how does that make sense? I came in 2013. How have I been abstinent for only three years? Well, I am a, um, well, I'm an addict through and through, um, school of hard knocks, hard learner. I will try it my way. I will try the loophole. I will try the easier, softer way. And, um, in the result was nil, right? That's what the big book says until we let go. Absolutely. Um, so food was, I was a binge eater. So just, uh, I'm a volume eater and I didn't overexercise and I didn't throw up and I didn't use laxatives. Um, I, I just overate and there, and there was no help for that. Um, I went to Weight Watchers and <laughs> the one in Laverne, right? Buy in and out. So Saturday mornings, they open up that, those doors in Laverne and we could just smell in and out during, um, during the meeting. But in a way, we say rarely has a person failed who has thoroughly followed our path. And it definitely didn't say that, you know, in Weight Watchers on the door. So I was in Weight Watchers for, I say, 18 to 20 years, never getting lifetime. And, you know, Weight Watchers just taught me to, to kind of binge. And I wouldn't say restrict because I couldn't restrict for long, maybe an hour, you know, just white knuckled living. Um, and so I don't know, I just want to see if Lance, if, if the PowerPoint came through and if not, feel free, if you want to see my pictures, I will. Yeah, Laverne is, 
Laverne College is asking me for a password and I oh my gosh okay okay well sorry guys I was um I'm undisciplined and I thought I had my laptop this morning and I can't find it so um I just like the pictures because they're part of my story and um if you'd like to see them you can put your or text me I'll give my number at the end and I'm happy to share them um you know because I'm not in the room so my my little square bubble here might not do my story justice um and I say that because I came for the vanity, which we say, come for the vanity, stay, come for the vanity, stay for the sanity, which is for sure is my story. For sure. I, I was not coming here to make friends and, and have a relationship with God. Um, I wanted the secret. I wanted the, the easy way out. <clears throat> so when I came to OA and Skibby and I'm like, it's in a strip mall. Holy shit. Um, found my seat. The steps are on the wall. That's as far as I got with the steps was I just read them. I don't know if they're still on there with the sticker. It's been a while since I've been in the local rooms. And, um, that's, you know, so I, I kind of worked the steps. Um, I had a, I, my first sponsor said no sugar, no white flour, three meals a day. And I thought she was crazy, but she had her weight off. She looked sane and useful. She looked happy, joyous, and free. And then I heard these people tell the stories about food that, for years, I never told anyone. I was apparently friends with normies my whole life. No one, everyone stopped eating at some point. And the big book says there's hard eaters and there's moderate eaters. Uh, I was around a lot of hard eaters. So I think they were like me. Thank you. I think they were like me when we would throw down on food, but they'd lose interest, you know, and, 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 and their overeating was just my warm up for the day, you know? So um, I really saw I was different with food. Um, okay. So let me just tell some stories. I, I mean, I like an OA when like the stories that like we were so shamed by are like funny and you know, the big book says we're not a glum lot. So, um, I would buy two pizzas on the way home, eat one of them. It was really hot. So I'd stick the slice out the window. So if you were driving in Foothill Boulevard, um, anytime up until 2013, and you saw some girl with a pizza out the window mind your business. I was, you know, so I'd eat the whole pizza and then I'd get home, throw the pizza box away. And then I'd bring in pizza for the family. Look at me. I'm so nice. Um, okay. So pizza, frosting, candy, but it started young. When I was in elementary school, there was a um, bake sale and my single mom baked some rice crispy treats and they never got put out. So the office called me at the end of school and said, Hey, come get these. And I was like, okay. And so when I got home, I took a bite. And then I took another bite and, you know, the big book says is I have an allergy of the body session of the mind. So once I ingest that sugar, you know, and this is fifth grade, this is 1985. I took one bite and I ate that entire plate. And I remember my mom was aghast. She was mortified that this fifth grader ate all of that food. Um, I would steal money from her. 35 cents a day at that time. I'd go to the local ice cream shop. I'd buy candy every single day. I remember at some point she needed her coins and she went for it and it was just all gone. So I have no idea what that's like to, um, from her end of it, she was not a compulsive overeater. What that's like to, um, you know, I, I'm seeing with my own kids, the powerlessness of this disease and, and life in general. Um, what it was like, it was bad. It was awful. I got up to 240 pounds. I got up to 220 pounds. Uh, so the, the last, like kind of my, my white knuckle diet weight was 175. And for today I've maintained a 70 pound weight loss for three years. And, um, 
how I got through the pandemic. I, I truly want to put on my resume that I made it through the pandemic, pandemic, abstinent and sober, because that is, was an accomplishment. And the tools that we read in here, um, I work the tools every single day. So, um, what did I say? A plan of eating. I work with it. I found a nutritionist who understands compulsive overeating because I tried to get one through um, my insurance. And the girl gave me the diabetic handbook and said, eat popcorn and sugar-free stuff when I was hungry. And I was like, girl, actually the hardest thing for me to give up was the diet Coke and the gum. So uh, sugar-free products were, if it looks like a duck and walks like a duck, I will, you know, ingest it. Um, you know, fast and furious. So I have a food plan, which I was so resistant to get. I am so defiant. Um, I have a food plan and the best part of it is that it, it just taught me, you know, what I should be eating. She based on my height, I'm five, eight, my weight one, four, well, I wasn't one forty five when I came to her, but my height, my weight, my activity level, am I looking to lose or gain? And, and, you know, when I was in Weight Watchers, I, you know, I'd lose the same five pounds every two weeks. It was the same. I'd still get my award and they'd clap you know, no one had the idea it was the same five pounds, but, um, I never knew how to maintain my, my, maintain my weight. Um, and I laugh now, like on Facebook, it will give me my memories from three years ago. And I'm like, well, shit, thank you, God. Like there, there is hope The promises do come true in this program. Um, so I follow my food plan every single day. I commit my food to someone that just works for me. Um, because I'm a low bottom addict and I have very big eyes, as you can see from my big glasses. Um, I mean, I ate a pizza as, you know, like pregame. So clearly I needed some boundaries around my food, um, sponsorship. I have a sponsor. I am a sponsor and I love that, you know, that beautiful cyclical cycle of sponsorship. And I love that it's free. I remember a coworker said one time, she said, what is, does your sponsor have a degree? I was like, no, she's just like a compulsive overeater who can't stop eating too. That's all it takes. You know, the big book says from one alcoholic to another, we help each other. Um, meetings. I have a home group. I have a committed meeting that I go to telephone. Um, the program I work, I call three people a day. And before I came to program, don't call me, dude. Don't even leave me a voicemail. I haven't checked my voicemail since probably 2004. Like text me. I'm a texter and I don't want to talk to anyone. And, you know, this program has a requirement. I have to call three people a day and it's really come to save my life. Um, I don't have to call, like, worry what to say. Like, what are we going to talk about? Someone, they're, a, you know, fellow compulsive overeater and they have to make the same calls too. So yes, there's days I don't want to talk to anyone, but most days, you know, I get to get out of self and get into service or it's just another human connection that I'm not alone. And in this disease, my whole life, I felt alone. And the big book tells us it's a broad highway. Like we're, we're no better or less than like stay in the herd. Um, so I love being able to connect with other people writing. Um, I have a writing assignment every day. I write on literature and, and, and write on it. And when I first came to OA, um, my sponsor would say, read the doctor's opinion, call me and let's talk about it. I'm like, what the fuck is a doctor's silkworth? I don't understand this. I'm not an alcoholic. This makes no sense. Um, and what um, I learned, especially through Bill's story, was the more I can identify in, the better. So yes, I'm not a male alcoholic who's a 20-year-old war veteran, but did I eat like Bill drank? Did I think like Bill thought? You know, all of that. And when I looked in, instead of identifying out, because society identified me out, and I thought that was my job, was to see how different I am. Um, 
you know, in Bill's story, I was able to see like, oh, shit, I'm just like him, you know, I, I you know, food, food was my master. Um, and so, and also the line in the big book that liquor ceased to be a luxury, like food where it's fun for people who go, oh, let me have a little piece of cake. It's too rich. Like that's a luxury for them. That to me, I think those people are crazy. Even in my own house, when I see leftover candy from Halloween, I'm like, who are these crazy people? Like eat this shit. The first, I mean, come on, I'm a volume, low bottom, convulsive overeater. Uh, okay. Action plan. So action plan is when I, um, have resentments or I don't know what to do, or I'm traveling. Um, you know, they're just more, uh, bumpers, you know, I need the bumpers at the bowling lane, um, to kind of help me. Um, I, I had to commit to someone, um, I was going to leave the house on time. Right. So I'm almost 48 years old. You would think I'd learn how to get out of that house on time, but nope, I'm undisciplined. And I had to bookend leaving the house on time. Um, anonymity. So I just don't say, um, who I sponsor, who sponsors me, who I talk to, and that protects me and it protects you that the craziest stuff I do in program or in life or that happens to me, no one, no one needs to know it. Um, and I've really come to appreciate that. And I came in as a gossiper and wanting to know every single thing about everyone and find, get my nose everywhere. And for today, I just stay on my side of the street, try to keep my side clean. Um, and it's not perfect. I'm looking at your side. I have, I do my husband's inventory daily. Um, they say the hardest place to work this program is home. And I have two teenagers and a husband and they, they keep me glued to this program and I would literally die without this program. Um, and then service, uh, you know, we say that abstinence is the most important thing without exception. So the ultimate form of service they say is staying abstinent. Um, and I give service through sponsoring through, um, I heard this is a yes ma'am program. Someone asked you to give service. You say, yes, ma'am. Um, and that's, and that's why I'm here today is just, you know, we only get to keep what we give away and I'm a selfish person. I don't want to give anything away, but this program I do because it was this free gift that's changed my life and broke that bondage to food and self and allows me to live, um, at least free from the food and free from the insanity today. Um, I don't have to wonder what I'm going to eat today um, because I, you know, would start with a salad and then it would end at, you know, a drive-through. So I just plan my food. Um, I have an abstinence kit, which just means that I bring backups. If I'm at a restaurant, they don't have what I want. That doesn't mean I get to order the double cheeseburger. I just, you know, I have a backup of the meal I need. It's what works for me. You know, it says we don't um, endorse OA, like I don't represent OA as a whole. This is just my story of what has worked for me um, and what didn't work for me. I did relapse in program. I gained 70 pounds in OA in the room. And what I love about OA, um, someone said usual suspect, but I love seeing, you know, familiar names and faces here. I love that OA is, um, you know, it's like Motel 6, like we'll leave the light on. There's always a safe place to go where I can be myself. Um, and talk about the destruction of this disease. And also that there is a, there's a way out, like there's a solution to this. And um, I'm super grateful for that. Um, so for today, uh, I am abstinent. I love that they say whoever has um, the most abstinence is whoever woke up earliest. That was probably not me. Uh, so I take my abstinence only because I know relapse was, you know, 
it's like the jaws music it's always brewing out there if i'm not um staying spiritually fit and my relapse just like the big book warned was failure to enlarge my spiritual life and to me that meant finding people i could call and program when i have a resentment or i need help or i just want to talk to someone on the phone and i always say that i'm staying in a way when i get old and I'm like retired and I need people to talk to. I'm going to stay in just so people call me, you know, just to stay alive, stay connected to people. Um, thank you, Eddie. So um, I think I said what I was like. So I was a bottom, low bottom volume compulsive overeater. Um, relapse is part of my story. Um, and, you know, for today, I, I have my food. I'm, I'm grateful. I write five gratitudes a day. And even the shittiest of shit days, we still look for what's, um, you know, what to be grateful for. And, um, you know, I did some reading and it said, if you can't get in acceptance or surrender about in your situation to get into gratitude and I'm a pessimist defeatist. So I can tell you what's going to go wrong and, and have no high expectations for anything. So the gratitude was kind of a game changer and sometimes they're, they're, they're big gratitudes. And sometimes they're just like the little simple things. Like my walk today with the dog, there were the most like beautiful fragrant flowers. And I like caught this whiff of it. And I was like, God, that, that's so like, what a sweet moment in life for sure. When I was in the food, I didn't notice that. Um, that reminds me of Joe and Charlie when they're like, How's, how the trees always look like this. You know, when you're abstinent it just gives you, you know, vi- new vision, new way of seeing things. Um, I don't see that the world's out to get me. I see that I have a part in, and I'm responsible for my own life and my own food and my own recovery. And uh, I wanted someone else to take care of that. I wanted that, you know, staples, easy button, like easy, please. I don't want a hard life. I don't want my, I don't want anything difficult in my life. And um, what a delusion that of many of the delusions that had to be passed. And someone shared um, or some line, I mean, none of my quotes are original, but it said, I didn't promise you a life without tears, but in the rooms, you're promised a life. And so for today, I've had really difficult things happen. Um, but I have a spiritual toolkit and I have a way out if I'm willing. And, you know, this program is free. I mean, yes, we donate when we do what we can, when we can, and it's 24 hours and it's 365 days of the week. And we all do it together. And we just, you know, meet each other where we're at and support each other. So, so grateful that I found that OA meeting in Skivvy in the strip mall that came to be the most beautiful place. And this program of recovery is just continues to change my life um, every single day. So I thought I just came here to figure out what you guys did and leave. And for today, I, I can say I'm a grateful compulsive overeater and I hope God willing to stay in these rooms.